0: Your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and yes, it has finally happened! John Stamos is here on Very Amusing. Now, because it is John, and John is the, is like a Disney king to anyone who's a fan of this type of stuff, I just want to say hello to anyone who may be listening to Very Amusing for the first time. We are a theme park, Disney, and Universal podcast talking about truly everything that lands within that spectrum. We like to have a good time and we're so happy you're here. So thank you for listening and feel free to stick around for future episodes or dive into our archives for, oh gosh, everything from how Butterbeer was made to so much more to how rides are built to discussion with the creators of Turning Red. Truly, we talk about all of it here but this week we are talking about all of it with none other than John Stamos so I'm not even gonna waste any time up top. We're just gonna pause for a quick commercial break and then we will get right into the swing of things for this very special episode. Stay tuned
1: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world Hannah baby introducing a new collection Hannah Soft made with tensel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments and it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round entrusted hannah quality for your most precious gift hannah soft made to last shop now at hannahanderson.com
2: hey y'all Darius rucker here you know a lot of people ask me what inspires your music
0: to the episode we've all been waiting for. Actor, musician, Disneyland memorabilia owner, my mom's big-time crush, and the one and only Uncle Jesse, John Stamos. Now, in this episode, and the subsequent second half of our discussion, we will get into topics like the Beach Boys, Haunted Mansion Doom Buggies, and yes, that 90s full-house Disney World TV special. Because, come on, I'm not going to squander an interview opportunity. But the real takeaway from this is that life is deeply unpredictable. John and I know many semi-mutual friends in the Disney sphere and even in the podcasting world, but this episode came about because one day last year, I sat next to him... On an airplane. <laughs> you never expect to wake up in your childhood home in Chicago, throw on a hideous sweatsuit, because who are you going to see in Chicago? Board a plane back to L.A. and spend hours in a glorious discussion with your seatmate who happens to share the exact same fandom as you. But indeed, that is how I met John, and the rest is history. History meaning he graciously came on the podcast after he'd assume I'd ghosted him following our in-flight exchange. More on that later. We chatted a few days after we both got back from the inaugural sailing on the Disney Wish cruise ship, which we were both on but somehow never ran into each other. But that said, this episode covers it all the coolest places he's been at Disney parks, Kokomo, Uncle Jesse encouraging me to have children. It's fun and conversational and all over the place, and I had the best time. But more importantly, you can spend even more time with John after this episode, because the second season of his show, Big Shot, debuts on Disney Plus October 12th, aka today, if you are listening to this when it comes out. All 10 episodes are dropping at once, you can catch up on everything going on with Coach Korn, who John plays, the former NCAA basketball coach, who is kind of sort of forced to take on a gig at a private girls' high school, coaching their basketball team, and I don't want to spoil any of the strong personalities on the show or the characters, because the girls are stars, they're incredible, every single actor is so good, but... I love the cast. I love the storylines. It's all fantastic. And season two drops all at once today. It is out now, so be sure to watch. And whatever you do, do not miss part two of our Stamos interview next week when we dive even deeper into Full House, talk about the legacy of Bob Saget, the incredible story of how Big Shot got renewed, and so much more. Both episodes will include some references to special props and items from his incredible collection, which I will be sure to post photos of on social media so we can all enjoy. Also, if you are new here, every interview is edited so you can listen in front of your kids and enjoy with your family, so if you hear any bleeps for which we use the Star Tours attraction chime because it's more fun, that's why. And with that, please enjoy our long-awaited chat with the one and only, the ultimate Hidden Mickey, John Stamos. Stamos, welcome to Very Amusing.
3: Thank you, Carly, and you don't have to yell. You got the job. <laughs> I've been listening to you. <laughs> we gotta tell everybody. Look, I tease you because you're so smart and so funny. We met on an airplane.
0: We did, and people have no idea about that story. I've been holding that one close to the vest.
3: Yeah, well, we gotta we gotta tell that story because I forget. But um I just remember you being super smart and super funny. And I said, okay, I'm going to tease her. I was been listening to your podcast. I Just because I was on that ship too and you ignored me. She was like, I couldn't find you. I was like the unicorn. like Everybody was looking for me and you couldn't find me. Everyone else did. Yeah, but it wasn't like hunting you down.
0: This wasn't like a scavenger hunt. I just yeah, figured but... we'd bump into each other and it never happened.
3: Well, yeah, because I hid out in my room the whole time. <laughs> But but well, but, then but that's why. But we, you said, hey, could you do this podcast? You owe me. You promised me on the airplane when you were drinking, and I said yes. I wasn't drinking, Um and.
0: But I did have you cornered, considering we, we were stuck on the airplane.
3: We met on an airplane, and you—you you could tell that story. And then you—you yes. you cornered me in the, you know, in the cockpit, and said, "You better do this, podcast of mine." But um, and you know, <laughs> I
0: wasn't—I wasn't a, I wasn't a I terrorist. Know,
3: I know, I know, I know. I <laughs> I have to say that I haven't. I think I've only done one Disney. I just kind of stay away from. All this uh, was Jeffrey Epstein's, by the way, let's get, let's start a GoFundMe and get his name changed, this Jeffrey Epstein, because I love the kid, (laughs) but come on, you know, it's not, and it just keeps coming up, and the new, he said, oh, my mother likes that name. Well, you know, we can get it changed, right?
0: He is one of my closest friends, so I I stand behind him regardless of the name, but he does go by Jeffrey R. Epstein. That doesn't matter. The R is a little bit of a like, not that guy, still alive. He's owning the name. I feel like he's reclaiming it.
3: Well, he's lucky that-
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely not getting aired.
3: <laughs> Why? You need a little bounce in this. In this a little edge,
0: yeah. So yeah. you have been listening to the podcast, so that's what we need is more is more edge.
3: Yeah. So well, I got to talk to you about that too. But but so we think and so I don't normally do these, but you're so smart and you're so you you speak so well and I read some of your stuff. You're such an articulate writer and you just you have such a great sense of Disney. I don't I don't believe it or not, but but we'll get into that. But I just was excited to do this interview, so thank you for having me.
0: I'm so grateful, and I uh, I appreciate that you framed it that way in your mind after, clearly, I have forced you on here.
3: <laughs> well, no, I remember, too, giving you my email or whatever, and it's like, did I ever, win? I never went on that podcast. did she ever not have got a hold of me? Maybe I blew her off, like, and then you emailed me, I said, oh, great. Yeah. But we emailed, and I said, you asked me to do it, I said, I would love to, and then we, we, we both said, hey, we're going to be on the cruise, be on the cruise, okay, I'll see you there. And then, you know, you never, we never talked.
0: I know, but like but like you said, you were in your room. I was out, I was doing laps around the ship. I was taking well, yeah. photos of everything.
3: Now, when you, when you, I just listened to the whole ship thing. When you bag on the place, do they go, you know, Carly, enough for the free tickets. So, you know, I mean, do they? Do you ever get these calls? I mean, I know you want to be authentic to your audience and I know and no, you don't want to sugarcoat it too much. Um, but do you ever get calls from Disney going, eh, you know, we gave you a free thing there?
0: So what I will say is that... Uh, there is a possibility of being blacklisted or being banned from things always. And you're that right. if slash, how do, how do I put this without incriminating myself? Right. If it does happen, if you are on the outs, you're usually not told. It's just you don't get invited to something in the
3: future. Well, that but that's telling you, so, you know, like, wait a minute, there's a new thing and I didn't get invited.
0: I... To me, the most important thing is that you have to be as enthusiastic about when you're praising the company as mm-hmm. when you're critiquing it. Because if you're not, then people don't know what to believe. There's people who right, only right, say right, positive right, right. things. There's people who right. only say negative things. So right, people right, right. know that I'm not. I'm not going to lie to them. And at this point, like, if Disney isn't going to let me be honest, then I'm not going well, no, we'll go to. Then I do not be there.
3: We'll go to Knott's Berry Farm. You and I. We'll do a Knott's. <laughs> I love Knott's Berry, love Knott's Berry
0: Farm. See, Look, I'll you, be honest. Um, I don't love it. Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, I just want to be at Disney.
3: I grew up like a mile away from, from Knott's Berry farm. So, but I was obviously a Disney kid. I grew up in Orange County. And, um, so I would go there quite a bit, but Knott's was very close. There was, it was kind of cool back in the old days. But so where were we? No, I think you are very authentic and you do, you know, the way you talked about the ship was, was very accurate from my perception. Um, unfortunately you know they were it was kind of before the paying customers so there was a lot of stuff that wasn't working caitlin would do that too i was like we had the greatest time and i'm not sugarcoating this because you know my disney connection stuff it was beautiful and i i was on tour with the beach boys. i planned this big tour with the beach boys in europe and but i really wanted to take my son billy and caitlin to um to, uh, on, a, on one of the cruises and they said hey you know this thing come up and it was a couple of weeks before and i said okay so we i literally we, were, we flew to england and then. Played in England, I played at the Royal Albert Hall, which was a you know, greatest oh my thing God. ever. I know, and then, um, Holland, it was fast, and then we ended up in Paris. And then from Paris, we flew back to London, London to Orlando, like right in the, in the middle of the tour. I was like, see you guys, uh, have fun in Spain. And uh, he was texting that to Jeff uh, Ross, he said, Where are you? Said, you know, London, Paris, Orlando, he said, said no one ever. Um, <laughs> So, but I was really glad we did because it was a magical. And I hate to overuse that word, but it was it was everything that you would think. And she, we were Billy loved it, and she loved it. But um, you know, she, someone say how was it? It was like, well, this wasn't working, and that. I said, who? We were there for free, and you know, it will work. Um, but, we pray but I, it
4: will work. <laughs> it'll work.
3: But I loved what she said about it because it does feel like certainly a, a very new approach to those. I think I was on the. I was on the. What are the ones? Magic and something?
0: Um, yeah, magic and wonder are the smaller ones. Dream and right. fantasy are the larger ones. I
3: think it was the dream and I and it happened to I was like, I'm never going on a cruise in my life. I don't care if it's Disney, whatever, like I don't want to be stuck, you know. I like meeting people and I'm good like that, but to be you know, on a cruise with you know, thousands of people and Iger said, No, I, you're coming, I'll take care of you So I said, Okay, Bob Um <laughs> And where when is When Bob now? summons you you go. Yeah, you go. Uh he was he was great. We could talk about he's an old you know, was an old friend from um, the ABC days, he was the president of ABC, you know, and I, I remember going in his office going, I, when I was on Full House. I don't have enough lines, Bob. I need more. Jesse needs to talk more. And I need to play guitar. And, you know, he's like, okay, John. Yeah, okay, very good. Um, so where was I? But the way you, you, they talked about the ship being different and expansive. Did you just, the colors were brighter? Like just the, you know, the, the aesthetic of it. And I just thought it was magnificent.
0: Yeah, I agree. I thought the ship was really well done and now I was kind of like, "Oh, I'm I'm itching to go back on a cruise because like yeah. you said it wasn't it wasn't the full experience especially because it was so media focused that there weren't characters before every meal just in the lobby. Like there weren't the yeah, regular Yeah, they were thing. all over the
3: place. I passed Mickey Mouse 17 times. You did? Yes. Maybe I only it was saw just
0: characters like three times.
3: Maybe they were just hanging around my room or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, I
3: had this beautiful room. They were so kind to to put us in there. And then there was oh, yeah. another. What kind,
0: what kind of room, what kind of room does John Stamos get on the Disney? It was
3: wish? small. I had to go outside to change my mind. That's how. No. Um, but it was one of the nice rooms. And then there was another nice, another like a sister room just like it on the other side of the ship. And that one you may have gotten. That one was open for like an open house. And of course, ours wasn't. But people kept thinking that the the open house was at my room. And they were just walking into the room going, oh, hey, is this the open house? Hi, John Staples. What are you doing here? This is my room. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Did you you go to see that open house? Yes, I went
0: on one of the tours, but I went on the Aurora Suite tour, which I don't... Were you in in a room with a spiral staircase?
3: Yeah. You probably went in my room. Wow. It was you.
0: I did not show up to your room because then we would have actually seen each other. I went to an empty
3: one. But maybe I was out. You know? Yeah, maybe it wasn't the Aurora Suite. It was um,
0: a I funnel suite. No funnel. Only one
3: funnel cake suite.
0: No, there's a there's a suite inside the funnel. It's the first time they've ever, they've ever done it on Disney. What's a weekend. funnel? Like um, like the smokestack type of thing.
3: Oh really? On the ship? Like sort No, it wasn't that. I don't think. It was, and you're right, I was lost all the time. I mean, thank God I had people around Yeah, to tell, yeah it's a little confused, but there are signs. But it was crazy because you could walk down a hallway and go, there's no restaurant down here. And then you make a left and there's this big, beautiful, you know, be our guest restaurant or something. And it was, um, yeah, it was really something special. What would I heard you he
0: became like mayor of Palo? <laughs>
3: Apollo was one of those. I just had a nice, beautiful dinner. And Jeffrey was, is that what you're saying? Because Jeffrey Epstein was there with. Um, yes. A bunch of people
0: yeah. I knew were at Paulo that night. I went to Ashante. I went to the fancy, Enchanté. fancy one.
3: I, we went there the night before. And I think, I think I still have to go back for a few more courses. Cause there was, I mean, it just takes a long time. And there was about 18 courses. I was like, I'm not this fancy. i
0: it was fancy, and I was kind of like, you didn't even round down for the fact that we are currently on a cruise ship and just right. left Disney Island. Like yeah. it was fancy.
3: It was beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I I'm not. Caitlin loves to go to like, um, Albert and Sydney's or whatever it's called at the Grand Floridian. Albert and <laughs>
0: Victorian Alberts.
3: Albert, uh, Prince Albert, and I actually said, I was doing the. Uh, am I talking too much?
0: Uh, that's the whole point of this.
3: Oh, yes, thanks. I was doing the, uh, you're really funny, and you have a good, you have a good, you have great timing, and you should be, you should do voiceovers, because you talk like this sometimes, and it's very- Listen, if
0: a professional actor is telling me to do voiceovers, that's- Let's do it. That's the only push I need.
3: Yeah, that's all you need.
0: Um. I'd love to be in a Minions movie, like, set it up.
3: That's not Disney-
0: I know, but you, I can still love a minion.
3: I took Billy. A uh, minion? You talk, I have a friend named, uh, I have an actress friend of I work with named Linda Cardellini. And she talks like that, too. Hi, John. Oh,
0: my God. You're comparing me to Linda?
3: That's good, isn't it?
0: It's extremely flattering.
3: Yeah, flattering. What is that, vo- what is that voice from? That sounds I, think like that's,
0: a, I think my voice is uh, a Midwesterner in denial.
3: <laughs> you think so? It's cool. Just trying uh, not to
0: say Malk.
3: Malk. Where were we?
0: Um, a minute oh, ago. Lord knows, yeah, on the uh, the ship, ab- the
3: thing, people were fine. Paolo, the Oshantay, it's fancy, Paolo was fancy. great. Fancy.
0: Oh, Caitlin likes to go to Victorian Alberts. Caitlin, you cause are, she loves to eat
3: and yeah. I don't. And she's, the more she eats, the skinnier she gets, right? It, and she likes these courses and things. And I'm, uh, it's you know, like, let's just get a quick, that's why Paolo was really quite good too. But they, they were, they were both great. It was, we had two date nights. That's so, so nice. That yeah. So I was with your friends, yeah, and then I was walking out. Someone showed me yesterday at some TikTok where it was like millions of people. Where I was, I think I just walked up to a table. Someone wanted to take a picture, and I just started asking if they. I just pretended like I was their waiter. You know, just cause you were in the mood. Yeah, like I, I love to throw. You know, do something different. With all you know, I, my whole life I wanted to be famous. I swear to God, and and luckily, I, I had a um, John. Know, haven't
0: you been famous your whole life?
3: Pretty much. <laughs> well, I mean, before I became, like, oh, I wasn't famous. I was famous around eighteen or nineteen, but before that, that's all I wanted. I wasn't even about acting or you know the craft. I was like, I want to be famous. And um, now I think I enjoy the acting part of it. But um, people say, "Oh, don't you hate people coming up to you?" I'm like, "No, I don't. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that they still care about me." So I had fun with in that restaurant too. I was going to
0: Yeah, take, I just I heard to. stories from people being like, John came by our table and it was a who Yeah. Hoot. Yeah,
3: that's <laughs> <laughs> yes, lovely. Who is that? I'm gonna figure out who that sounds like by the end of this thing. Your voice. Who you do do I that. sound like? Well you sound great right there, but sometimes you go like this. Hi. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Like I've Leda. never thought about it. If you think I'm, I could have a career in voiceovers and cartoons, I'm I'm doing it.
3: I think you're so smart you could have a career in anything. And I'm not kidding. You're very, very Chad, engaging. This you is should,
0: so nice of you need to understand that like you truly met me at my lowest moment
3: okay let's talk about that lowest moment
0: okay so john and i met on a flight from chicago to la
3: oh yeah so why where was i was by myself right
0: you were by yourself i was like i I don't know why i was in like such a scattered state but i was like screw it i'm flying first class home because usually i kind of like being a little like a little bug in a tiny seat and coach and i was like no i'm flying first class this time and so why were you in chicago I was in Chicago visiting my family.
3: Me too. I was visiting your family. Why was I there?
0: (laughs) Uh, My mom wishes, honestly. (laughs) Um, You were there because you were playing with the Beach Boys at Ravinia.
3: Right, 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 right.
0: I went on the plane, and it was one of those flights where I was exhausted. I think it was because... It might have been because we were just briefed about... Oh no, that's what it was. I had gone to my old overnight camp for like uh, a reunion thing, so yeah. I was sleeping in like a, like an overnight camp bed. Not the best accommodations, but I loved it. And was on my way back from that, and was just as haggard as one could be, wearing compression socks, wearing sweatpants, just <laughs> yeah. a, like a full blown hobo. Yeah, but you had I a sit- cool,
3: you had a cool Mickey shirt. That's what I noticed. You had a cool little vintage shirt. Yes, I had a, a
0: Disney. I think I had like a Disney shirt or sweatshirt on. I just said that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just agreeing. Okay, good. Go ahead. <laughs> but I just remember like, I remember hopping over a person to get to my seat because I had this ducky bowl. It was this like ceramic bowl of ducks. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah a fam- yes, yes, Yeah, yes. Yeah. And it's like my grandma's like, it was oh, from yeah. my grandma. And I was like, yeah. this is the trip I'm bringing it home. It's my most precious thing. Yeah. And so I had like had this gigantic backpack, like a big old dork. And I remember sitting down and being like, oh,
3: <laughs> What?
0: <laughs> I didn't think I was going to see anyone. And then I'm like, Oh, the like the other huge Disney fan on this flight just happens oh. to be sitting next to me.
3: For the first hour, you didn't even look at me. You weren't talking. You didn't think. And then I didn't
0: think. It, I didn't realize it was you for a while.
3: You just said you just got nervous because you thought. It was, anyway, and I saw, saw that you had the Mickey shirt. I was like, oh, it was, I hate, but like I, I, was like, she's from Disney. I'm going to impress this girl with all my Disney knowledge and my crap that I stole from the parks. And then uh, you were like, oh yeah, hi. Well, I write, and I'm a, I'm a college graduate. I said, "Oh shoot, yeah." And then we did. We jabbered for like four hours, huh?
0: Yeah, truly for the entire flight, to the point Great. where I think I caught. Because again, you got to remember, like I looked, I looked like I was wearing the last outfit I owned. Like it was <laughs> not
3: good. I didn't notice that.
0: No, it was it was bad. And I remember seeing some woman across the aisle from us look at us and be like, "Is is is this man in danger talking oh, no. to this woman for so no, long?" No, no,
3: no. I do remember, I think a stewardess did say, like, is she bothering you? I'm like,
0: no. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because they were like, because that's, you know, whenever you see, like, a stranger talking to a, a notable person, it's like, oh, no. God, we got to save him from this. Little no. did they know that we were going deep into, like, Disney memorabilia.
3: I'm sure I was bugging you more than, um, uh, I was bugging you more than you were bugging me Wait, It was great, and I was happy to meet you. But then I didn't hear from you for, like, a year, so I thought, oh, well, I guess I wasn't that impressive.
0: Listen, I, you know, we're, we're busy here. We had to make time for you.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, you know that feeling that everyone knows something that you don't? For me, that used to be Quince. But no more. Quince is a truly astounding retailer, essentially carrying everything a person on your mood board would wear. We're talking washable silk blouses, chic leather bags, 14 karat gold jewelry, European linen dresses. And the best part of all is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They're up here with $50 Mongolian cashmere sweaters. $50! Beautiful, timeless items you can wear and actually live in. Meaning, you don't have to be scared to bring them on your theme park travels. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you're sensitive to retailers like I am, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. But it's not just your everyday work-life clothes. They have everything. I recently joined a new gym, big deal for me, and desperately needed new workout clothes to wear there. It's kind of like an LA gym, it kind of got to look cute. So I ordered a pair of their Ultraform bike shorts and high-rise pocket leggings, and when I tell you, the quality of these leggings is truly on par with brands I paid three times as much for. Which really kind of makes me love these three times more. I'm not only going to buy them again, but actually buy the other travel stuff in my cart because they have things like beautiful pastel suitcases for 129 bucks and these wildly affordable compression packing cubes that I have been waiting forever to buy compression packing cubes and they're always so pricey and here The price fits. So if you want to get ready for work, your new gym, travel, anything in your life, go to Quince. Quince.com slash amusing will get you free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. Ooh, that's nice for someone who puts stuff off like I do. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash amusing to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash amusing.
1: Our family has grown.
3: Listen. So you talked about uh, we just have talked about Disney mainly on this thing, or is it, uh, well, anyway, well, we can
0: we can talk. I mean, we can talk about anything you want, but okay. mostly the we are theme park fans. We are I Disney know. fans, and you are. I don't think you understand that. Like you say, you don't know much about Disney, but you're King Disney to us.
3: Well, I don't know about that, but here's you the you don't deal. have so, that
0: big D in your house and not claim the title of King Disney.
3: What are you talking about, big D? Oh, big? the sign. I thought you're. Were- <laughs> Good.
0: What what are you talking about? Oh, just the gigantic letter in my house.
3: That's not in my house. And I have the whole sign, by the way, not just the D.
0: You have the whole sign?
3: Yeah. Everybody thinks they just have the D. All we'll talk about in a second. I wanted to say that if so, you were saying the ships, the ship, going going from the ship to the parks was the ship was so luxurious and everything was taken care of and blah, blah. blah. And then you go to the parks and it was a rougher experience and they need to fix that, fix it up because what would you. I don't disagree with you 100%, by the way. But I think it seems like they do spend a lot of time making those cruise ships. Maybe they were just so busy doing that, but they they should implement some of the stuff they're doing over there to the parks. Now, I, I, I have full disclosure. Like I am no one to talk about a normal day at Disney World or land or anything because I am so grateful that I get the treatment that I do. I mean, if you would have told me when I was a, kid, like standing in line in the Matterhorn at Disneyland with my dad's, you know, members only jacket, acne on my face and I was wearing its cologne and, you know, trying to pick up girls and I was such a dork. If you would have told me that one day I'd be, you know, I would have the Disneyland, the sign that's out in front there on Harbor Boulevard is going to be in your backyard, and you're not going to have to wait in line, and you're going to talk to Carly on her big podcast. oh yeah, oh, yeah. I would be that's, like, what? that
0: ranks up there for sure.
3: But I'm getting to that. It's just been, I just, I'm so grateful, and I'm just, I can't believe the incredible things that I get to do in life, and, and the, one of the biggest ones is just the, being able to go to Disney, you know. Because as a kid, it was once a year and you could just wait and we would save up our money. When I first started going to back in the 40s... um, or whatever it was, the you know you could it was five dollars for general admission, right? You could go. You, so we, I would save my lunch money, and then I would just general admission. You didn't, you know, if, when we had saved up tickets, and I danced to Papa Do Run Run. There's a very famous band there who I just loved and became really good friends with all of them. They they really turned me on to the Beach Boys because they played surf music and stuff. But I'm just I just can't believe the stuff I get to do. So I don't listen to what I have to say. But here's but you are. So what would here? I'm just giving you a magic – you're now vice president of the whole thing. How would you make it better? Because Caitlin likes to tell me all the things that she – how she would do it.
0: Well, I don't know if I'm the best person to fix it, but I think what it all comes down to for me is that the Walt Disney Company is perhaps the largest entertainment conglomerate in the world, and yet Mm -hmm. none of their technology works. It doesn't Like
3: what? Like what? Like what?
0: The app – Anything that's online, trying to make reservations, really? it's every system breaks. It's because they have all of these individual systems that are trying to work together, okay. and they simply don't. Okay. So if I was in charge, it's less like how I would change the genie plus structure. It's more that I would dump as much money as necessary into the back end technology <sighs> because <clears throat> that would actually fix the guest experience.
3: Did it? Was it? Did it? Was it the key with the my buddy Tom Staggs? I think started that whole. The key thing did yeah. I know that Magic wasn't Band. super successful. Did that c- crap that up? Magic they Band, from. I
0: think it works pretty well, but now just because we're so cell phone oriented that yeah. the app has replaced that. But the app doesn't always work well.
3: But the and the app, I think, eventually will open doors and everything too. Did it? Does it, it does do now. now? Yeah,
0: okay. I mean, it does. I'd say sometimes, if it's working.
3: <laughs> okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe that that that, that technology got in the way of, like, because right away, the cell phone started to replace the little band and everything, right? Yeah. So but the tech is,
0: like, is straight up bad. Really? I, bad. I like, never noticed that, but... So, you, like, I go to Disney all the time, yeah. and so anytime I've ever done anything, it leaves this scratch on my account. So sometimes I'll go to the front desk at the hotel, and my account won't load, because there's so much stuff on it.
3: What do you mean, Scratch. Like,
0: um, every magic band I've ever been given with a hotel room, every Uh reservation I've ever made, like, when you frequent Disney World a lot, your account Uh is weighed down because there's so much, like, junk in your account. Well, clean it out. They can't. You can't either? No, nobody can So it's stuff like that where, like, the tech doesn't operate the way normal tech would.
3: But, right, okay, okay, okay. So it's a mess. I still do think that, and I know it's, you know, people have to save years to go there, I would think. But I do feel like, and I watch people. I love to see how people having fun and what they're, what they're digging. And uh, why are you laughing at me?
0: Because <laughs> in my head, I'm like, John, we're not having fun anymore.
3: <laughs> oh, you and me right now?
0: No, we're we're great. Oh you mean uh, in when the, you parks? Go to the park? You gotta wake uh, up at seven a.m. every day to book with the new version of FastPass.
3: I saw a lot of happy faces. People were. I I still think that you, when you go through those gates, I'm a Disney man now. You can tell when I when you go through those gates. But it's true that it really the rest of the world does go away. And and you know what I loved about the ships, and I think they, you know, it's sort of that way at the parks, and you're just you're immersed. Any view you look, you see something colorful and beautiful and happy, and you know I. I wouldn't be the person I am without going to Disneyland all the time. I mean, it's shaped who I am, my creativity, what kind of art, I, you know. So um, maybe the technology can be better. I, I haven't noticed that. And it's not like I don't use – well, I don't know if I use
0: it Well, app, okay. I'm just going to be straight up with you because we're honest people. I assume when you're going, you are on a VIP tour.
3: Yeah, I said that already. Don't listen yeah. to anything I have to say. But I do – you know, Caitlin uses the app, and I've used the app, I think. And it's, you know – Uh, I, I, she complains about something, but anyway, if that's an issue, so, okay, so the app, you want to fix the app? So,
0: like, a tip, I mean, that's what I do to fix it, but right now, like, the, the way the policies are set up is that right now, if you go to Disney World, you're on a regular family vacation, Mm -hmm. you have to wake up at 7 a.m. every day, and sometimes stay up till midnight to buy Genie Plus, so that you can reserve rides in time at 7 a.m. every single day.
3: Do you pay for Genie Plus? So, like, we're coming from
0: California, that's 4 a.m. in our bodies, that we have to wake up every day of our trip.
3: G- Every day, my like, yeah. uh Kate, I'm not making fun of you. Your your fan, your listener's are gonna be like, "What?" Well, it's asshole. fine because you're gonna
0: have to link me up with your agent so that I can do voiceovers. So thank you, got you it. in advance.
3: Um, we, Caitlin, doesn't care jet lag. I've never seen anyone love Disney. I, before I met her, I was kind of like, okay, you know, I've done the Disney thing enough already. I gotta move into Netflix and get you know deeper with my. I've been to the parks enough. I'd let other people go and have a good time. No way. When she when we met, it was like full on. <laughs> so she gets up, she'll get up if we're, if we're down there, or if she's down there, she'll get up early for the, to get in for the hour before or whatever. Isn't oh yeah. Like you go yeah. like and run around and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yes, it's hard. So you buy a genie app. Is that what a genie pass? So
0: you have to spend, it, it's a Disney world and Disneyland, but Disney world, you spend $15 per person per day and you can no longer buy it in advance because the basically the it's, it's booking fast pass through the app. The day of.
2: but it, and, and it so, costs money.
0: It costs money. And hmm. you have to buy it now because you can't buy it in advance because they were going so quickly. The return time. So now right. you have to buy it at midnight or at 7 a.m. when you start booking. But if you buy it at 7 a.m., you're already behind. And at 7 a.m., you're also buying individual, this thing <coughs> called individual lightning lanes, which is also a separate fast pass return time. <coughs> Yeah. And then I guess, see your body's rejecting it. And then on top, of that, <laughs> <laughs> on top of that, if you want to go on Cosmic Rewind, you have to book a virtual queue at 7 a.m. If you're like, it, it's too many things at once. And it's sometimes if you're do. staying on property, sometimes if not. Like, right. I I can't even remember all of it off the top of my head sometimes. And that's not a good sign. It that's seems not, like a casual seems guest can't deal with that.
3: Right, 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 right. right. No, I, well, I get it. I mean, I get it. I think that, um, I think that, but, you know, I do know that, well, I don't know. I don't know anything really.
0: That's not true. I know
3: some stuff, but I do think that's, 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 that's a drag. I mean, you, you, I, I, I remember there was a time when it was like, you, there was no fast path. There was no back. They didn't, they wanted every, you know, uh customer, every person in there to feel like they're just as important as anybody. So there was no, none of that. And they kind of sort of caved to it, I guess, huh?
0: Yeah. Like pay,
3: paying for a fast pass. Paying yeah. for it, but
0: also my whole thing is that it can be more expensive. I get that. I get that they're, you know, they have to do right by the stockholders. Yeah, but stockholders that's not fair,
3: is it? Oh, yeah, that but part, okay.
0: But it's more expensive and more difficult.
3: Right. And so
0: if you're paying more money, like with the VIP tour, you pay more money for convenience. Now you're just paying more money and it sucks more.
3: <laughs> has anybody, has, has like uh, Josh tomorrow? anybody come on here? Have you talked to anyone um guys?
0: no but I if I was him I would not do that because it's Why? not gonna be pretty really uh because I have a lot of honest thoughts that I don't think are but if directly... I was him
3: and I am in a, in a wig uh I would want <laughs> to know from someone like I'm you know here's a guy and I love him and 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 I think he's going to really go far in that company. Uh, He was out here at Disneyland for a little while and they shot up. Very nice man and loves the parks, loves the cast members. And so I think, and he walks around asking people in the parks and certainly the cast members like, what can we do better? So I bet he wouldn't, uh, I think he would like to hear some of the stuff. I'll ask, I'll tell him to listen to it or I'll just play it for him and I'll follow him around. Okay, here they go. You tell me what you, in a constructive way, what should I talk to him about? But tell him that that the real fans have issues with.
0: My main concern with the parks is that if you are going to go out of your way to charge people for something that used to be free for a product uh, that works the same way it did when it was free, you can't have it also be more difficult to book and more difficult to use
3: and ca- charge money for it. Yeah, well, maybe they're working out the kinks. Uh, a, they're trying,
0: guy? but again, okay. it all comes back to the tech. Like it's okay. not, it's just not working. I
3: know how to solve this. I can fix this right now. Let me get a hold. Let me get a hold of uh, the man. Hello. Ah! <clears throat> What, Walt? Okay, what?
0: John, this is. Um, what is this phone?
3: Well, I'll show you. Do you remember this famous photo session? I can't remember what magazine it was from. That's yes, that's in Walt's Walt. apartment, that's, right? Right. You see that phone he's holding?
0: Yes. You just casually have that in your home?
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah I did. Yes. Isn't it cool?
0: I'm so excited for the John Stamos Show and Tell Hour.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like Carrot Top of of, of Disney guy. Yeah. I got a lot more stuff, but but this I think none of people I feel like I've talked about having this, but it doesn't seem like anyone really got too excited about it. But I, I, this may be the coolest thing. Yeah, that's because it, it's
0: it's historical and a, a Disney a special Disney thing.
3: Yeah, this was in his apartment above um the fire station. Yeah. right? and there's the phone number seven one four five three three four four five six, and this is it, man. I, I you know I rarely I don't you know since the advent of the internet and you know these online. Um, you know, auctions, I really never bought, I don't, I hadn't bought a lot of, lot of stuff from, from that. But this one I ponied up for, and I don't think people realize like what it was. It was in one of Van Eaton's auctions, and um, it was, uh, it's, well, it's fun. And so I hit up the archives people, and they are like, eh, we don't know. We never not, we, that could not be. And then, like, a couple, like about a week later, I got emails, you know, how did, we don't know how that got out of the park, uh, you know, so I, so it was legit. And then it's pretty cool, you know. Back in, I can't remember the year. Maybe you know because you're an historian. But they, when eBay started, the first thing, the first auction was the Disney auction. I don't know if it was Presler or who was running things back then, but it was like, let's get rid of all this crap. We got warehouses of stuff. We don't need it. And they had. Do you remember this? You're probably too young. They had this auction, and it was the it was the beginning of eBay. And the first thing they did was this Disney auction. And the and the big pri- the big first thing was the sign that was out in front of Disneyland on Harbor Boulevard. And I saw it and, and Michael Jackson wanted it and it was supposed to be go for a million dollars. And I said, oh, I'll just put in the opening bid, which was like 36 grand or something. And um, I forgot about it. And then by like a week later, whatever the auction was, I said, let me go see what's happening. Oh, no, I'm the winner. It was like an hour left. Like, I'm the winner. And I kept, refresh, refresh, refresh. I called my business manager. And said, I said, th- think, I think I'm going to get this sign. Yeah, thirty thirty two thousand dollars uh, it's like f- eight, 14 by 8. uh, oh, 14 inches by 8. No, 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 no. 14 feet by... I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, I won! And... It- you know, I think nobody really got knew what was going on. And, then, and so anyway, they, they auctioned off a lot of great stuff, I, you know, for very, very little. And I think later on in the years with this Van Eaton, who lives who was right down the street, I walked into his place, I don't know, five, six years ago. I was like, what are you doing here, man? You know, auctioning off. I think the whole world realized, oh, wait, you could buy Disney stuff? And, you know, and the prices went, everything just went sky high. And now they've put a clamp on everything. They're not letting anything out.
0: Are you still actively collecting, or are you kind of content with what you got?
3: I'm content, and I, I, you know, the only thing I really ever wanted was a was a doom buggy, and they were they was kind of hard to get. And then, like I said, now everything's so expensive, and it doesn't it doesn't feel right spending you know that money? So, you so didn't get but it,
0: I, you never got a doom buggy?
3: I never got one so but but um josh was always saying you know here, i want to do this i want to put the sign i want to put your sign behind space mountain and i'm uh, create like a cast member area where they can go and take pictures of it and i'll have you know foods and it'll be a rest you know thing for the cast members. I was like great well, yeah you want me to, to just give it to, yeah what well, it's for the cast members. i was like i don't know i'm not gonna do so the, so that kind of fell apart and then i was at the um i did a hosted the Cirque du Soleil, the, op- the reopening of the the, the draw, the beautiful- oh drawn to life, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's Disney World. Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, I have. I loved it. It's
3: beautiful, yeah. Um, and Zenya was there, who was Bob's right hand woman, who you know was really uh, took care of a lot of business for him over the years, and she, she was really cool to me. And she was, she had, they, they were, they had like another month, and I said, oh, man, before you go, man, I need it. I got to trying to get this doom buggy, and she said, oh, they're not letting anything out anymore. You have to sign the. Gym, blah, blah, blah. I said, all right. She goes, but I'll get it for you. Okay. So then Josh comes over and she goes, and she didn't even know what to say. What's a Doom Buggy? And Josh comes over and she says, um, by the way, I know you guys are all like Disney fans out there. If I sound like a bougie,
0: you
3: know, No, this me. is
0: why we love you. Because we're all like, right. this dude's got a whole Disney museum in his house. Tell us nah, more. I, Tell I, us the I, stories.
3: I really don't, but I'm dropping all these names like an idiot. But Not at so, all. Okay, all right. Please, people out there. I just, I'm just like you. I'm a Disney geek from the start. And I love talking. let That's why when I saw you, it was so fun. So... So Josh comes over and she, she says, he wants a doom buggy. Oh, and then he's like, well, whatever, what about that sign? I said, okay, here's the deal. I'll let, I'll loan you the sign for as many, 20 years, 20, whatever you want to do. Because I, you know, I have a kid now and someday I'd like him to have that. And you give me a doom buggy. Oh, okay. Shook hands. Then they started sending me these pictures of these doom buggies that were, you want this one? They're all brand new, right? You want do number you want? And then they said, oh, by the way, we we can't – we have to own it. We can't just borrow it from you. So here's a doom buggy for this. I said, are you out of your mind? This is the original sign. You have 800. Anyway, so that deal fell through, and that's okay. I appreciate that
0: you stood your ground.
3: Yes. Look at this. This is a pirate head from the early uh and again, like I just had friends it was a weird thing to collect. I mean, there. it was, you know, 20 years ago there's a guy named Phil Sears who was who actually gave me this for my birthday. He he's a guy who he he's the expert on Walt's signature. Oh my he god. He gave me this it's for my birthday. It's just a pirate birthday. head. It's a real it's from the thing. That's been a something that I really loved. Um and um what else do you want to see? I have some really cool. I thought this was. I, I like weird stuff. This is um, this is a you know a ticket from the first uh, from the first day international press. You would have been there if you were, uh, you know, it was 1955. I but,
0: would have, except that I don't think women were allowed to oh <laughs> at God, that time. That's,
3: that's terrible. But hypothetically, um, but this is a uh, this is a, a you know what is this like a um yeah like day. the press invite to Disneyland yeah, and it, yeah you you see the signature on there. It's Richard M. Nixon. <laughs> Isn't that weird? What? Yeah. Do you remember, there's a famous picture of him standing in the in the Snow White cart that said Dumbo, and he's, like, he's standing in it. I have a Snow White.
0: That's, see, I've seen a recreation of that press invite, but never the real one.
3: Come over. Where do you live? Where are you at? In LA?
0: I'm in West Hollywood. In
3: West Hollywood. And no kids? What's with the kids? We're going to talk to, where's the husband?
0: no kids eventually just want to like live in my life like a rumspringer okay. you know just really want to like have as much fun as possible yeah i did I that
3: i did that it was easier because uh, do you no. regret
0: that do is there any advice that i should well take unfortunately
3: you? it's just you know you have a clicking you know a time thing which is kind of a you know it's not fair it's just not fair but i mean i was i went in i was the peter pan syndrome you know tell the Day I sobered up. I mean, I went into adulthood kicking and screaming. I didn't want to. Who wants to be an adult? It's too much. So, um but you eventually you do have to do that. And my lifelong dream was to have a child, and I have a you know beautiful one thanks to my wife, who's you know I I didn't deserve someone like her for the longest time. I, I you know I dealt with. Issues in life, divorce, and death, my parents dying. And I, I didn't deal with it properly, you know, early on. And I got, to, you know, addiction, you know, took over. So about seven years ago, exact, almost seven years ago, in June, I straightened up. And then, you know, the universe said, okay, we'll, 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 we'll grant you a few more wishes here. And Caitlin came into my life and, you know, it's been beautiful ever since. Okay. So you tell me first though. What's the, what? Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, I'm ready. I'm <laughs> what's the one, What name something or a couple things that you, what's your dream thing to do at one of the parks? Like, if you could do anything you want. And don't say streak down um, Main Street because that's not cool.
0: I really, you know, I don't think I've thought much about it, but one thing I would want to do, which you've kind of, you've almost done it, is that I would love to scuba dive next to Scuba uh-huh. Mickey in yeah. the Living Seas. And you, I know you scuba dove at Living Seas in that Full well, House episode. Did,
3: but yeah,
0: but I want to do it with scuba Mickey. I
3: think was scuba Mickey? No, maybe not. They didn't. I did it with scuba. I did it no, with scuba uh, Dave Couillet. That was you know he's kind of like Mickey.
0: Yeah, that's close. <laughs> it's almost well. Good. Good. Do you remember? Like, do you remember of doing course. that episode at all? Because I don't know if you know how iconic it is for oh, really? people my age.
3: I, I, well, I do remember it, and I remember it very fondly because a, I think it was one of the first times that we really had special treatment. It was the first time I had a guide, this guy, Rob Highfill, I remember. And I got to bring my parents and my sisters, and it was like maybe one of them. My dad died... You know, like five or six, but it was—I think it was the the last time we ever went to a Disney or or Disney World. So it, that was very, very special to me, and I have beautiful pictures and memories. And uh, Lori Lachlan and her mom and dad came, and I think her dad is—you know—was passed passed away. That what are you laughing? Um, and uh, oh no, that's Bob, so sweet. you know Bob, I'm we can talk about him. But we, um, you know Bob and I—we all spent. So it was just a beautiful trip. So yes, and you know, getting to play in front of the castle, do you remember at the end of it was like we did A Dream as a Wish Your Heart Makes and, you know, I said, I want fireworks. I said, oh, okay. And uh, let me see, as I play the song, let's have, I want a string section. Okay, okay. And, And how about a choir? Oh, sure, John. It was like that. And then I remember showing up to shoot that. It was kind of at night. And they, they invited all, uh, you know, as many cast members that wanted to come. It was like thousands. And they were, scree- it was so great. It was just one of those magical nights that I'll never forget. Mike Love happened to be, from the Beach Boys, was doing a show at somewhere around there. It wasn't the Beach but And he came over and said, hi. It was really special. What else was that? That was cool, huh? I, I sang in the Grand Floridian, right? The
0: yes so it's like the grand floridian for millennials like me like we were i think introduced to it in a very specific way through that episode where now like it's tied it's fused together what with about all kokomo the
3: now see we were on tour we did a. they recorded kokomo about a year or so before it was we were playing it live in the show and it was like the i call it it was like the bathroom song where it's like you know we start playing kokomo and like you know thousands of people all at once stand up and go to the bathroom or get a beer, you know, whatever. And um, we were doing, they were doing a special, we, they were doing a special for ABC with the Fat Boys and they, they recorded Wipeout. And so we were, and so we were the first guests at, we were the, like the guinea pigs at this Grand Floridian. They were trying out recipes. We want a gator on a bun? and no, all things. They were trying out recipes and trying keys and things. And then we shot that at that little fake beach down there. Um, and we were doing the special, but then they said, well, it's starting to rain, can we just, we, can we do a couple of passes on Kokomo? We're just going to line up two, you know, cameras, and we maybe played through it once or twice. I think the thing I think most of is like, what was I thinking? Wearing a fuchsia tank top? Oh my god!
0: But I feel like you've never actually looked bad. Mm. Like you've never looked bad.
3: Well, yes, I have. What do you mean? You don't need to butter me up.
0: I don't because you're not like a normal yes, person. Have. You're like. You're not rolling onto a plane in compression socks and crawling well, over your neighbor. Well, I don't know neighbor. what compression like,
3: socks are, but I didn't see your socks.
0: This is what I'm I, talking about.
3: I think I do. What are <laughs> compressions? Oh, because you swell up in the plane.
0: Yeah, because you want you want like is your, blood your husband to blow. home. Yeah, what, he's in what, the he's what's he do? doing? What's work his job?
3: I think you told me on the plane.
0: He works A and R, or actually, no, he now is the general manager no of a record label.
3: What record label? Yeah. Did we talk about it. On?
0: Uh, it's called yeah, Mercury, no, Mercury. there through so Republic cool. Records. All right. Yeah, he they just like rebooted right, Mercury. For him.
3: And should should we talk to him about yeah. having a kid? Do we want to get him in here and talk about ch- uh, a child? You gotta have a kid. Uh, you gotta you have a, a kid because seeing your kid like you've done you know a lot at Disney and I have too. Like going with him is a yeah. whole other, you know, it's through his eyes.
0: Is it better or is it? Oh my it a god, what do you mean?
3: Worse? It's a thou- it's better to watch him see that stuff for the first time, you know. What are you laughing at?
0: Because <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm kind of there for me, so I'm a little concerned that if I bring a kid, yeah, but for how many
3: years? How many years? Seven. It Seven. Okay, well, that's enough. Let's let other people come around. Look who it is! Look who comes in! I've just been talking.
4: Ah. <gasps> Hi! I'm like, oh, I got no see.
3: This is Kate. I know.
0: No lie. We were truly just talking about Ah, how great you you are.
3: You know how everyone, not me as much, but you know how everyone knew that she was perfect for me? So the first time we went, it was one of our first dates. We went to Disney World, right? I mean, shh.
0: That was how he got me. hooked me in the first place. He um, found me on Instagram. He stalked me on Instagram.
3: No, 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 no. We met, we... (laughs)
0: Oh, I don't. I, no, I feel like I feel like her story's accurate. No, and where did we meet? We didn't meet on no, Instagram. No, no, we met. We met a while. No, we met a long time before. We were
3: that. doing an episode. I was doing an episode of um of love. What was it called?
0: Law and Order SVU. Law
3: and Order SVU. And I was playing this character who was so egotistical, he wanted to spread his progeny everywhere. And I had 47 children. And she was there. And then the door knocks and she opens it and it's iced tea and the other guys in there. And she's like, he's in there. He's in there. And they kick the door down. What are you doing there, guy? You're poking the roll.
0: Well, it was, yeah, many years later we actually dated. That was just working. But yeah, when we, when we actually started dating, he like stalked me on Instagram. No, I didn't.
3: So she was a <laughs> Disney fan. She said, oh, I want to. And it was like, we just met. And I go, hey, you want to go to Disney World? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And then so we went and then I thought, you know, I wear a hat and glasses and things. And then, but I'm, you know, I'm like, I got to impress this girl. So I sort of like, we were at Epcot, I sort of like took the glasses off and nobody's recognizing me walking around a little bit. She's, you know, she's, whatever. And then oh, my, ha- my hair, this hot, isn't it? I'm going to take my hat off because, you know, my hair is very famous, you know? So everything. And then like nobody was, and I'm trying, I'm mean, literally like doing, making eye contact with you. Have mercy. <laughs> hey, let's get some popcorn. Have mercy. You, know, you got I'm doing, so loud. I'm doing catchphrases. And she's like, stop it. I said, stop what? She goes, you're 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 epcotting, aren't you? You're the, so you're trying to get recognized, to impress me. It doesn't like impress me. Peacocking,
0: like peacocking so she, epcotting. So you don't now need- it's a term. Oh, yes. <laughs> so
3: she busted me on epcotting and it's been great ever since.
0: <laughs> See, this is why everyone likes yeah, her. She yeah, keeps yeah. it real. <laughs> no. well, she's, her, an angel. she's an angel, actually,
3: you know that we're not, I've been bragging about her since we started.
0: Anyway, I guess I should leave here. This is My love. She's other things, but mwah.
3: She was, you know, I'm proud of her too because she started a podcast and she could have done it about any, like, oh God, you, know, yeah. you know, modeling or nails or food, or whatever. and she did it. It's called How Can You? How Can I Help? And she just um, highlights people that are doing great things in the world, and and not just that. Like she's a couple months, a month or two ago, she's like, okay, bye. I said, what's what are you on the schedule? I'm going to Tijuana. What? I'm going to Tijuana to, to help the homeless kids. I'm like, with who? We you have security? You know, and it was a thing. And she's been there twice. She's not afraid to get out there and get her hands dirty. And shes I'm so proud of her. But her podcast is How Can I Help? And it's really sweet. We've gone way off track. So where are we?
0: Wait, is there anything you want to do that you haven't done yet? Because you've kind of done it all.
3: I've done a lot of really cool things. But um, uh, you know what I would do? I, I would go back to – I would love to – well, this doesn't answer the question. But I used to love to go there in the afternoon – and just sit and watch people and have a bite to eat with my best friend, Mike, who we used to love. But now it's just so, it's a little crowded and just can't do that much anymore. But I just, for the afternoon, you just walk around and go to the magic shop. It's not there anymore. Eat and stuff. And because, cause, you know, it was a, I was a real, I still am a real fan. I love to look at every little detail and stuff, but it's just, it's just you know, it just gets harder. I also thought for a while that it's like, okay, enough. Like, I'm, I talk about it a lot on talk shows and people find that interesting, the the collection and stuff, but um, I thought, enough about Disney. Nobody's taking me serious. I gotta, you know, I gotta, you, know no, you don't see big actors. So, and then I went to dinner with maybe one of the biggest movie star guys on the planet. Very, I'm not gonna say who it was, very like a huge movie star and sexy and you know, considered, you know. And he was the biggest Disney geek, and we just geeked out on Disney for like two hours at dinner, and we talked about he would go there and do all these crazy things by himself. he would go by himself. I go, How do you go by yours? He had hat and glasses and he would wear headphones and he had a music mix for every different ride. And and um, so I go, Okay, well then I can uh, I'm
0: yeah, and we all appreciate it because, I mean, as far as we know, you're you're the biggest Disney celebrity until you reveal who that person is.
3: Yeah, I don't think he goes as much as me anymore, but he was there. There's a lot of us out there, I think, right? And, you know, especially, Caitlin does too, and I do. When we're walking through the park or when I just meet, it, it I immediately click with that person. I don't care who, what, I'll sit and talk to someone for an hour. She'll really go on. She loves, we love it when we find, you know, nerds like us. And you're one I feel
0: like you're embracing your disney-ness once again. You know again. what?
3: I don't give a f anymore. I'm old, I'm older. I you know, I have everything in my life is beautiful. I have the greatest, you know, luck and and love in my life. I have I have I just have too much and I I so I I don't this is who I am and if you don't like it then
0: Yeah, I appreciate that.
4: carly this is courtney calling from washington dc and i have a question i've got an upcoming trip to disneyland paris scheduled for mid-november very excited i've never been i've never been to any of the overseas disney parks, so this is me dipping my toe in i will be traveling with my mom so it's kind of like a you and audrey trip Um, My mom and I actually love traveling to Disney, and it always makes me so happy to hear about you and Audrey traveling together. And so um, I guess my question is, though, my mom is recovering from a foot surgery, so she's walking with a little bit of a limp, and we were actually just at Disney World a couple weeks ago, and so... The way that we kind of were able to rest her foot was doing a midday sit-down meal. And in Walt Disney World, there's no shortage of great places to get a meal, even quick service or, you know, indoor dining. And I just, I've heard the rumors about Paris and the food situation. And I've looked and I've looked at the available reservations for like midday lunch at the restaurants in Disneyland Terrace. And then I go and I read the reviews. And it seems dire, Carly. I know you've recommended Nanette's outside the park. And I've definitely logged that for maybe like a dinner. But inside the park, thinking about how my mom will definitely need to have a good midday break where we just sit for about an hour and a half. Do you have any recommendations? Is there any place that's kind of okay or at least worth it for the atmosphere? Um, Any advice on Disneyland Paris? I would greatly appreciate. Thanks so much. Love the podcast.
0: Well, (laughs) unfortunately, the word dire is the correct word because I have eaten my fair share of food at Disneyland Paris. I think I've been there Four, four times, maybe five times at this point. And as you mentioned, Annette's is the only place that hasn't gravely disappointed me. However, Annette's Diner is outside of the park. And because mobility is the name of the game with the restaurant recommendation you're looking for, I'm not going to recommend that during the day to leave the park and come all the way back. I have some recommendations for you, but they come with the caveat that it's not going to be the best meal you've ever had. And I've even been to Walt's, or Walt's an American restaurant, which is essentially as close as you can get to a Club 33 experience at Disneyland Paris. Uh, The restaurant is up above Main Street. It's not a private members club. It's just (laughs) very expensive. I think the burger I had there was it was something like $60. Like, it was not okay, uh, and it, the food was still fine. It came with, like, nine fries. I've talked about this many times. It's a horrible memory of mine, but I have eaten in enough places where I can kind of steer you through and hopefully hopefully, give you some recommendation. <laughs> now, uh, we'll start at the other park, at Walt Disney Studios Park, because um, the options get worse from there, but... If you are looking for a sit-down restaurant away for your mom to take about an hour and a half off, you are probably going to have to accept buffets within that. I know that that involves standing and sitting, which isn't ideal. Maybe you can help her out and grab her some food and bring it back. But when I previously visited the buffet restaurants I went to, Hadn't they were table service at the time due to COVID 19 regulations? And now I believe they have pivoted back to buffet. So my recommendations are a little uh, because of that. But still, um, for a true table service restaurant, if you are at Walt Disney Studios Park, I'm going to recommend Bistro Chez Remy, even though it's not very good. <laughs> um, you're going to pay a lot of money for Ratatouille, which again, we all know is a peasant dish made of vegetables. But For the atmosphere, I'd say, for if you want a sit-down restaurant, if you want to take a load off and you want a place that's special and themed and Disney, absolutely go there. The theming is great. The food, mm, nothing to write home about, but being feeling like you're shrunk down to the size of a little rat and you're surrounded by big things, like everything is big, it's very fun, you sit in chairs that are seemingly made of bottle caps, it's cute. I think for what you're looking for, it is a great option. I am also shockingly hearing great things about Pim Kitchen, which is the version of Pim's test kitchen that we have at Disney California Adventure, over there at the New Avengers campus at Walt Disney Studios Park. It is an all-you-can-eat buffet. I've heard the food is good. It looks vaguely similar to what we have here. Um they have I'm seeing things like a burger and salad, which honestly, uh, <laughs> I don't think they can mess those up too, too bad. Uh, at least like, we're again, very low bar. So I would kind of look into that. Again, that is a buffet. As for Disneyland Park, my recommendation was going to be Restaurant Agrabah Cafe. But again, it is now an all-you-can-eat buffet once again. We went when they served a platter of food to your table. The food was doable. My mom has some dietary restrictions. I do not, but we were still both able to eat there, which I feel like is proof that there's enough food to choose from. There's enough to pick and choose from, especially if it's a buffet because some things we did quite like and some things we didn't like as much. Otherwise, uh, I don't know what the deal is with this Captain Jack's Restaurant de Pirates, but if I had to choose something, I would probably choose that for a true table service restaurant or maybe Plaza Gardens Restaurant, which is a buffet. Again, you're kind of choosing, and this is horrible to say, like a lowest common denominator. Like enter this less as, oh, this is a magical Disney meal and more like we need sustenance. We need sitting. And this sounds terrible. I know I sound negative, but I swear the food situation is not good there. I stayed at Disney's Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel. I loved it. The hotel was great, but the food I ate there was garbage. I hope you have a wonderful time. My newest and best tip is to pack sandwiches from Paris if you're leaving from the city, pack granola bars, just have snacks on hand because... Every trip like clockwork, I always get very, very mad at a family member for absolutely no reason because I desperately need sustenance and I cannot find something that I want or like readily available. So you're gonna have the best time. The park is beautiful, the park is incredible, it is so much fun. You and your mom are gonna love it. It's a great place to go with a parent, but also pack a protein bar, you're gonna need it. Have so much fun and let me know how the dining works out. Pim Pim Kitchen looks looks pretty good. So hopefully, hopefully that's an extra option to have in your back pocket. Have a good time.
5: Hey, Carly. This is Sandy from Gainesville, Florida. I was listening to the most recent update. It's 10-5, so it's the Churros Hotline for Walt Disney World episode. And I had a comment on the changing structure of the Walt Disney World Park. My husband and I are DVC and have been since we were kids. We've always lived really close, and we've always gone a lot. Lately, we've started scaling back going because now we are paying for parking. It was always a perk for us. Our friends always wanted to go because we never paid for parking as D V T. Oftentimes, we weren't staying for long trips. We would go down for a weekend or a weekday just to have lunch with people, and it was a benefit for us. Now, it's changed, and with that, a lot of our perks are going away. It's making a lot of DVC members unhappy, and we're definitely pulling back. I know there are a lot of annual pass holders who are pretty unhappy. I think the regulars are slowly becoming more and more upset and looking for other ways like Universal. As the caller before me said, we are going to Universal more. It's technically costing us less. We have friends who live in that area. We can walk there. There are better ways for us to go about doing things now, and it's sad because I've been a Disneyite all my life, and we had a Disney-themed wedding. Anyway, love the podcast. Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate calls like this because as much as we love theme parks on this podcast, these places are always changing, and some of those changes are small and innocuous, and some of those can really upend the way you visit these parks. Hearing this firsthand account is pretty wild to me, especially because an annual pass is a year-long program. You only buy in for a year and then you choose to renew. But Disney Vacation Club is a long-term contract, and changing something like paying for parking can really affect if you visit the park or not because you've already bought in and continue to buy in. And then having to shell out a non-insignificant amount of money just to go back and use those benefits to be able to visit the park is kind of soul-crushing. It really adds up. As a Californian, listen, parking is a hot-button topic for us. And every time that I weigh using my magic key, I'm kind of like, oh, I got a favorite parking on top of it. It's an added fee, and it always kind of just... Bring, brings down the mood a bit. I mi- I miss my old freak parking with my old pass. Anyway, I want to add that I personally don't really cover Disney Vacation Club, DVC, and I'm not personally a DVC member. So I just kind of touch on it as a traditional guest, like someone who can book those rooms externally but isn't really in the system. So that's why I think it's really interesting to hear this perspective, both from a local annual pass holder and from a DVC member. If anyone else has any thoughts they want to share, keep them coming, because I I think this is really, really interesting. And it's not something that we really get to verbalize outside of maybe a random tweet that someone sends. If you happen to be on Twitter or if you're in a annual pass holders Facebook group, things like that. Uh, I appreciate everyone's perspective who listens to this podcast. If you agree, if you don't agree, if you're like, I'm going to keep going, I don't care. Uh, I don't care how much money it costs, which I feel like we all do agree with, even if we don't want to admit it, yours truly included. Um, just, I, I really, I'm really thankful for these calls, even if they're not questions, they are observations. I really like them, and I thank you for them, and I hope To hear more of them soon, because things are changing a lot year over year, and we've all seen it. Um, If you've seen the uh, the Bellevue Inn remodel and uh, Boardwalk Inn that debuted this week, uh, yay yay! Not every I love change, but not all changes are great. So I appreciate this input, and thank you so much for calling.
1: Our family has grown.
0: show. Thank you all so much for listening and a very special thank you to John Stamos for pitying the woman who sat next to him on an airplane and thus engaging in a two hour long zoom with her. Big Shot season two is out today, the day you are listening to this podcast. If you are listening the day it drops. So be sure to tune in on Disney Plus to watch each and every episode. The show is wonderful. John is great in it and you will absolutely love it. Be sure to follow John at John Stamos on Twitter and Instagram and absolutely check out his wife, Caitlin, who appeared in this episode at Caitlin skybound on Instagram and her wonderful podcast. How can I help? Don't miss the second half of this John Stamos interview. Y'all rate review and follow very amusing on Apple podcasts and rate and follow on Spotify. Follow is like their term for subscribe. I guess I would say subscribe. They say follow either way. Be sure to do that so that you are alerted the exact moment next week's episode drops because you get a little hint before it's actually public. I think the subscribers get it first, so, you know, and it's all free. <laughs> it's all completely free, so why not? You can give us a call any time of day or night at 747churros. You can also send us a voice note to 747churros, just text it over, or email it to 747churros at gmail.com. Any question you have about anything John said, any Disney stuff, any park planning tips, Anything about uh, Universal Orlando Resort, truly anything, give me a call and I will do my very, very best to answer you. And yes, as a reminder, we do have another Churros Hotline exclusive episode coming in the next few weeks. So keep those calls coming. We have plenty for that episode, but there's always room for more. It's like our Haunted Mansion, but without any any dark spirits. <laughs> just just helpful replies. You can get very amusing merchandise at very-amusing.com. We recently released our kid clothes with little puffy logos on them. Um, I wear the merch almost every day, not to advertise the podcast just because I designed the wardrobe I want to live in. So uh, it's up to my high quality standards. And so I think you'll like it as well. Follow me at Carly Weisel on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where I posted a very tiny video about how I like to dunk uh, Cheesecake Factory brown bread into a one particular salad dressing and the video <laughs> has gotten a lot of people looking at it, which I did not expect. TikTok is weird. Uh, otherwise, you can find me most of the time at thefomaly on facebook.com slash groups slash Carly This episode was edited indefatigably by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon.
6: Hi, honey. This is your mom who never sleeps. This was such a great episode. I love the Churros Hotline questions. They're always fun, and they always have such great questions. Um, I did want to touch very briefly this time. I'm not going to go into detail, but you gave great hotel safety talk. I really like that. I've taught you well, but I'm not going to comment on that since I overdid it last time. I'm um, Talking about the popcorn, yes, my, I think I like the maple the best. I'm sorry to disagree with you, but thermal corn's really good and always good, but maple was so good. I really loved it. So next time we go, that's what I'm getting for sure. I did love the caller that called you the queen of hoopsie-doo. I think that's your new title. You have to add that to your resume. That is awesome. And, the, and when we were talking about the Regal Eagle Smokehouse, It was like a sauna. We were eating hot barbecue. It felt like 200 degrees and your back was the one that was facing the smoker. I went on the other side. I'm so glad, but it was good. It was delicious and it was a lot of fun. And, um, Disney Springs, you mentioned there's a lot of really good restaurants. And of course, I have to agree with you. My favorite is Wine Bar George. It is always delicious. It is so good. Everything on the menu is fabulous. And this was a very fun, informative, very amusing hotline episode. And if I could rate you every week, I would give you five stars because I really enjoyed it. Um very excited because in three days I will see you. I am so excited. I cannot wait. So I love you and I will see you very, very soon. I love you so much. Bye.